should a man go to the mikveh every day? That's a question, the way it was asked. So, to answer the question, first of all, there's no obligation for men to go to mikveh every day. That's uh, absolute no, no obligation. To understand the, um, the concept of, uh, of a mikveh. No, a mikveh is a body of water. We are told that you can have a mikveh, you can have a mayon, you can have a, uh, a uh, body of water. Either comes rainwater, base of rainwater, or a uh, living fountain of water, or spring, or a natural body of water like an ocean. Today we have special mikvehs for women. Um, there are a number of reasons why one is obligated to go to a mikveh, and sometimes, you know, not going to mikveh is, is, could, could be result in a very, very severe punishment. So we know the, the, the biggest example in our times today is for women to go for purposes of nidah. Once a woman becomes a nidah, when she becomes menstrually unclean, and, or she gives birth to a child, there is a process of purification which involves the vast laws of Taras and Mishpocha, family purity, and that is the primary, the, the most important purpose of Mikvois today. The, the other essential purpose for mikveh is uh, for conversion. Without conversion, there's absolutely no way one a person can convert unless there's a, he, uh, the final stage of conversion is into a, uh, a body of water which is kosher to be a mikveh, mikveh tahara, a, um, a mikveh which is uh, um, conducive to be able to purify from tumor, from impurity to, to purity. There's also uh, many other reasons why one will go to mikveh, especially in times of Beis Hamikdash. Um, if you go to um, uh, the Temple Mount, if you're involved in, uh, if you're coined to eat truma, to eat special, uh, so over there there would have to be a, um, sometimes in those cases, uh, mikveh wasn't the final purification, it was on the way to purification. So a coin would go to mikveh by day when he finishes uh, his days, when he's able to purify himself, he would um, either coin or any, anybody else eating truma who becomes impure would go to mikvah by day. That mikvah was only by day, not at night. And then he would wait until it becomes dark. It's called, until the time, it's called tvul yom. Tvul yom means that he's still not pure. He's not able to eat truma until he's able to go to mikvah at night. That is the very first Mishnah in Shas, in the whole of Talmud, that's the earliest that the Kahanim were able, the Kahanim or the families were able to eat truma is when it became completely dark. And sometimes they had to wait even the, uh, certain types of impurities that would have to wait till next day for, to bring sacrifice, to bring kochim, um to eat kochim, they would have to bring some sacrifices. Those were all biblical purifications. That's something which is uh, not negotiable. Then the question is, what about uh, men going to mikvah. And over here we have two levels. One level is that in the times of Ezra HaSoifer, Ezra was the great Jewish leader who was compared to Moshe Rabbeinu in his, in his greatness because he, the amount of legislations that him he, and his uh, great assembly that he created. And he, he was one of those responsible to, to, to build the second base Amikdash and he created the great Sanhedrin called the Men of the Great Assembly. He established a uh, a particular legislation called Tvilas Ezra. Tvilas Ezra means the immersion for, for, of Ezra. And um, that particular immersion was for 
uh, a man who became, um, who had an emission, either because of relationship with his wife or otherwise, such a person could not pray or study Torah until he would go to mikveh. That was the uh, takona of Ezra. At a certain point, the Talmud tells us that this was a takona, this was leg- legislation that most people couldn't uh, keep by it because it was complicated, it was difficult. In those days, they didn't have warm mikvahs, they didn't have, uh, it, was, it was very, very uh, complicated. And therefore, eventually, the takoda became dissolved on its own. We know that, that legislation is only a legislation calls man that, that, that the whole of the community abides by it. And over here, because most community didn't abide by it, so the Sanhedrin said it was almost organically dissolved. So today, according to vast majority of opinions, there's no real chiv and no isur, like in those days, to be able to daven or learn Torah of a balkeri. Balkeri means that's a special name for a person who had this particular mission. However, there's a lot of debate on that. And uh, there's many, uh, there were even ge'oinim, and, um, and certain, and Achronim uh, who wrote much about the fact that not necessarily the Gezeri became completely dissolved. It only became completely dissolved in a, in a, in a sense that a person wouldn't mevatel, uh, he wouldn't nullify the mitzvah of davening if he couldn't go. But the obligation is still there. The Kloysenberger Rebbe wrote long tshuvas about that today it's still a necessity to go to, to, to go to the mikvah before one studies, before one, uh, before one, uh, a Balkari I'm talking about, a person who is, uh, had an admission, had a relationship with his wife, he shouldn't daven and he shouldn't learn until he goes to mikvah. Again, uh, obviously nobody would suggest that a person should miss out the time of Shema or, a, um, or not daven because of it. That's not what they're suggesting. They're still saying that it's not like in olden times when a person wasn't able to daven or, or learn. A person shouldn't, God forbid, nullify such important mitzvahs as Shema, Tefillah, and Limud Torah, Talmud Torah. That's not what they're suggesting. The suggesting is that, that a God-fearing person, especially a person who abides by more of a, of a Kabbalistic teachings, should make sure that a Balkari, a person who had such an ambition, should go to Mikvah. And that's why uh, the next most important um, idea of immerse, immersing oneself was for a Balkari. Now over here there's no obligation to go to a kosher mikvah. For Balkari it's enough to go to Maim Shuvim. Even if the waters were, which were um, city waters without all of the intricate alochas of mikvah, that would help for a Balkari. He wouldn't uh, be, uh, he, he wouldn't um, miss out on purifying himself from, from carry from this impurity by uh, not going to Dafka kosher mikvah, which is kosher for women, even a regular body of water, which is not kosher for women, is still kosher for a Balkari. That's the next step. It's interesting that the Mishnah Brura, for example, we're talking about not missing out time for, um, uh, not missing out Shema. Everybody agrees that a person, God forbid, shouldn't miss out on saying Shema if he didn't have a chance to go to mikvah yet. But the Mishnah Brura, which is a, a, a very uh, important code, he writes that a person shouldn't even miss out on a davening with a minion if it's a Balkari. And so many people argue with him on that. There's so many Hasidic rabbis and other poskim who are saying that, that even non-Hasidic 
uh, scholars who said that once a person established already a chumra that he goes to the mikvah when he's a balkeri, a person can definitely daven, rather daven on his own, davening with a minion, because that's important enough. Because as, uh, for, for, for on, uh, people who believe in davening not being balkeri, they also believe that it, it really is uh, something which could damage one's prayer, and one could uh, definitely uh, elevate it by going to mikvah, and that supersedes even davening with a minion. Um, learning Kabbalistic teachings and Hasidic teachings as a Balkari, we are told that a person can actually, it can um, contribute to a person having heretical ideas. If a person doesn't go to a mikvah before studying uh, Kabbalistic, Kabbalistic teachings. Rabbi uh, Abraham Tversky, Oliver Sholem, who was a very, very special personality, he says that he, he wrote in his memoirs that he would teach, he was a, a psychiatrist, but he was a son of a Hasidic Rebbe, and he gave many Shuri Torah, and he said he taught Tanya, and he taught Hasidic works, and he taught the Zohar, and he says anybody who learned with him that, no matter who he was, had to go to Mikvah before, before they learned this, because he says that, you know, if I want to teach you those teachings, I don't want to, that it should, uh, God forbid, uh, um, uh, contribute to a person having the opposite effect on him. That is the idea of going to Mikvah from Tumor. Next time, Mr. Hashem will discuss about what's called Mikvah Tahara, which was established by Mikubolim and, and uh, Talmud Abel Shemtov, about going to Mikvah as an additional purity, not out of impurity. The person wasn't a Balkari. What is the idea behind that? Uh, is there any rules how often? Next question of here was how many times you have to, how many times you actually dunk into the water? So we'll discuss those customs in Mr. Hashem next time.